0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant a good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins and the Padres opened up a three game series in Miami. The Marlins ace Sandy Alcantara went opposite of the right hander Joe Musgrove. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Gefner.
1: Well, it wasn't easy. But it wouldn't be fun if it were easy. Marlins get the win over the Padres tonight. 3-0 in the opening game of this three-game series here at Lone Depot Park. Sandy Alcantara magnificent again. Marlins get big offensive nights from Miguel Rojas and Jacob Stallings. JJ Bladé hit a home run. Good way to start this series. Marlins snap a four-game losing streak for the Padres. Just their second loss in their last six games. Sandy started against Joe Musgrove. Both pitchers went to the All-Star game this year. We anticipated a tight, low-scoring game, and that's what we got. Sandy pitched around a two-out single in the top of the first. Musgrove set down the Marlins one, two, three in their half of the first inning. Sandy struck out three in the second, and in the bottom of the second, the Marlins got on the scoreboard, leading things off, J.J. Bledet. 1-2 to Bleday is hit high in the air, deep to right field. Soto's back at the wall. Goodbye into the bullpen. JJ Bleday home run number three and the Marlins take a one nothing
2: lead JJ Bleday have yourself a day right now in your first A.B.
1: Miguel Rojas a single after that Jacob Stallings is single Marlins at the corner still nobody out against Musgrove for Lewin Diaz. And there's a fly ball off Diaz's bat into right center field. Should be deep enough to score a run. Grisham's under it, makes the catch. His throw comes into second. In from third, Rojas, and it's 2-0 Marlins. And you'd like to think, with Sandy on the mound, those two runs might be enough. You'd like to see the Marlins score more, and they did tonight. But uh, Sandy got on a little bit of a roll as the game got going. He threw a lot of pitches early, got some help from his defense, including in the third inning with one out of nobody on when he faced and Profar. It'll be Thousand Oaks, California. There's a bouncer back over the mound out near second base, Miggy feels it with the bare hand and he throws Profar out. What a play, Miguel Rojas. He was shaded to the first base side of second, going to his right. He snared it with the bare hand and in one motion, gunned Profar out at first base. Then in the fifth inning, some more good defense for the Marlins. Two outs, nobody on. Sandy pitching to Juan Soto. I've got a good feeling about this. 2-2 to Soto. Is in the air to left field. Williams is going back on it. Way back onto the track. And he makes the catch just before crashing into the wall. Luke Williams runs it down in front of the bullpen. And Sandy's got himself a 1-2-3 3 A great defensive play to end it. Sandy was through five innings tonight with a two to nothing lead working on a three hit shutout in the top of the six he allowed a two out infield hit to Brandon Drury but able to hang another zero he was through six on 97 pitches the pitch count catching up with Sandy in this one but he was able to be more efficient as the night went on and in the bottom of the six the Marlins added on a run with one out Miguel Rojas a triple man at third infield in for Jacob Stallings. The 0-1 to Stallings is ground ball back up the middle, right over second base, into center field. Rojas scores and it's 3-0. The five and six men, Rojas and Stallings, are combined six for six tonight.
2: Wow, that is really nice to see. One
1: In the top of the seventh inning, Sandy set down the side in order. He struck out Trent Grisham. He got Hassan Kim on a fly ball to left. And when Austin Nola grounded to third, Sandy's night was over. After seven innings of four hit shutout ball, he walked two, struck out seven, 308 pitches, 77 strikes. And in the process, he lowers his season ERA to 1.92 best in the National League. With a three 0 lead, Steven Oakert faced the top of the order in the eighth inning. He got and Profar on a fly ball to left. Caught Juan Soto looking at strike three. Soto tonight in his first game against the Marlins as a Padre went 0 for 3, two strikeouts, and a walk. And when Manny Machado hit a fly ball to right, Okert had himself a 1 2 3 8 inning. At that point, Marlins pitchers had retired 7 straight and 13 of the last 14. We weren't sure we would see Tanner Scott for the ninth inning in a save situation here tonight. Scott had the blown save his fifth and the loss his fifth in a 36 pitch ninth inning yesterday against Atlanta Braves, thought maybe the pitch count might have him shut down here today but Scott got the ninth with a 3-0 lead and things started off well enough, Josh Bell hit a slow ground ball to the third, Joy Wendell made a great play, charging, fielding a tough in-between hop and throwing Bell out for the first out, Bell like Soto, hitless in his first game against the Marlins as a member of the Padres, Bell went 0-4 tonight, Brandon Drury had a fly ball to left for the second out of the ninth inning so Scott had a chance at a perfect ninth but it wasn't meant to be he walked Jake Cronenworth he then allowed a hit to pinch hitter Will Myers Cronenworth going to second so with two outs in the ninth Scott was not away from ending it but the Padres brought the tying man to the plate Haasung Kim their shortstop come in with a six-game hitting streak he was 0 for 3 in the first seven innings tonight and in the ninth he put up a heck of an at bat against Tanner Scott one foul ball after another it wound up being a 12-pitch at-bat with six consecutive two-strike foul balls before finally Scott brought the at-bat and the ball game to a close. Cronenworth and Myers off to their leads. There they go, three, two, line drive, caught by John Birdie behind second base, and the Marlins hang on for the win. Had it all the way. Never a down. Marlins three and the Padres nothing as Tanner Scott records the final three outs. Sandy Alcantara, his 11th win of the season. For Sandy, seven innings, of four hit shutout ball. He walked two, struck out seven. Tonight, three runs are enough. Marlins three, and the Padres nothing. For Miami, three runs, nine hits, no errors, eight left. Marlins went one for eight with runners in scoring position, that's been an issue for them on this home stand so far, Miami, with the one for eight tonight. Four out of thirty-nine with runners in scoring position against the Braves and Padres this week. For the Padres, no runs, five hits, no errors. They left eight. Sandy Alcantara, the winner, eleven and five over Joe Musgrove, who drops his sixth straight decision to fall to eight and six. Tanner Scott, never a doubt his seventeenth save of the year. Time of the ball game, three hours, four minutes. The Marlins snap, a four game slide with the victory. They improved to 51 and 65 on the season. They're now 24 and 32 here at Lone Depot Park. As for the Padres, they dropped to 65 and 53 overall. They started the year 44 and 27. They were 17 games over 500 and tied for first on June 22nd. In 47 games since though, they've gone 21 and 26 with this loss tonight. And they fall to 32 and 29 away from Petco Park. Marlins win it three nothing, but they do score three runs or fewer for a 16th consecutive game. They are with this effort here tonight uh, going to join the California Angels in the record books. The Angels, the last team to score. Three runs or fewer in 16 or more games in a row. They actually had a streak that hit 17 back in 1969. It is a remarkable run during which the Marlins now have scored three runs seven times, two runs twice, one run five times, and no runs on two occasions. They have not scored more than three runs in a game since the 6-4 loss to the Mets on July 29th. But tonight the three runs are enough to get them a win. 3-0 over the San Diego Padres. So the Marlins now 1-4 on the homestand with two more against San Diego coming up. The same two teams will play at 640 tomorrow night. Edward Cabrera is going to pitch for Miami against lefty Sean Manaya, And the series will wrap up on Wednesday 4-10. Final game of the homestand. Pablo Lopez will pitch against Mike Clevenger. Marlins pitchers with a total of eight strikeouts in the ball game today. Marlins and AutoNation again working together this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout in 2022, $25 will be donated to Drive DriveThink initiative to support cancer research. For the season now, 1,009 strikeouts by Marlins pitchers, including the eight here tonight, and a total of $25,225 from the Marlins to Auto Nations Drive Pink initiative.
0: Miami snaps a four-game losing streak last night. They beat the Padres 3-0. Let's hear what the skipper Don Mattingly had to say afterwards.
3: Donnie, we usually start with the starter, but just to start with the closer, you said you love that mentality by Tanner to, to be able to put one behind him. Just how nice was it to see him get redemption tonight in that ninth
2: inning? Uh, obviously good. Um, he always makes you nervous. <laughs> you know, we get the first two guys and then and really his pitch count made me more nervous than anything tonight because he threw a bunch last night. And he is he is strong as a bull um, and his arms feeling good every day, but did get a little nervous there with with the pitch count at the end
3: With the number you just mentioned, it, the number of pitches that he threw last night, you know, were you 100% sure that if that situation came up it was going to be Tanner or was there any consideration just based on the number of pitches he threw last night to go in a different direction?
2: No, he was a guy like we always. We're gonna go by how he how he feels and and like how he bounces back. Like he's a guy today when he's playing catch, he's like just like normal. Um, but you do still still watch. I mean, really, all of our back end guys like Okie, we've pushed him. Uh, Flo's been used a lot, you know, just because of the situation of the game. So there was nobody in our back end that was really rested. Uh, so they're all kind of on on a thread. Um, so we'll see where we're at tomorrow. And then with Sandy, you know, Padres, I think, fought off a lot of pitches, maybe
3: in the third and fourth inning, but it seemed to get stronger. Did you feel like maybe the sixth and seventh for Sandy were, were some of his strongest innings in this
2: one tonight? Yeah, he kind of hit that groove we see with him when he kind of goes, if he goes through any kind of rough patch. And they did. They, they made him throw some pitches. They did a nice job of fouling off some stuff. And really we talked to him between the innings that – Uh, We thought he was six tonight. We didn't think he'd get the seven. And all of a sudden, he had the quick innings uh, and allowed him to go back out there. Uh, And really, even that inning, he was on a fairly short rope. If anything got going at all, we would have got him out of there. Um, But obviously, with Sandy, I always feel like he's the best guy. And
3: he's great all season just to hold this lineup to seven scoreless, you know last time out until
2: that inning against the Phillies, just what it says, you know, against the best teams, all these teams facing going for the playoffs that he's doing this. Yeah, I don't think it it doesn't really matter who, you know, anymore. And he's going to get tested again. He's going to get – I think he gets L.A. as next two. So, you know, we'll see. Um, But he was obviously good tonight, really good last game too. Honestly, his stuff was really good last game. Um, Just had that inning.
3: How important, I guess, Miggy and Jacob the rest of the way, you know, season, the, the season, the rest of the way out, you know, just seeing them go out there and the go
2: leadership and just also produce so, though cool. No, it was good. They were those that two spots in the order, obviously, all night long. Uh, put us in good spots. Um, it was good to see Miggy uh, use the whole field. Uh, again, get back to being himself, I think, you know, and not trying to do too much. Um, you know, sometimes we – we put value in certain things and it f- pushes players to do things that they shouldn't be doing. And when you chase those kind of numbers, it's just not... You you don't get to be the best version of the player that you are. And, you know, again, just because somebody changes the rules and what you think a guy should do or what's important doesn't mean a guy should change who he is and be a different player. Yeah. Because he's, he's a great version... A better hitter now than ever, but if he tries to to get on one side of the field all the time and get the ball in the air, he's not very good quite honestly so when he when he stays the version of himself that he needs to be he's really good do you see him maybe more relaxed now that now that he's doing the way he's doing offensively I hope maybe so not, not affecting his defensive side either The defense has been crazy good. Yeah. Um, but again, it's good seeing him be himself because that's why the other teams like him. That's why we like him is when, you know, he's a guy that puts the ball in play. He's tough to strike out. He can use the whole field. He knows how to play. I mean, there's so many things that you like that don't try to be something more than that. What's wrong with that? And also uh, in that second inning when uh, J.J. got the homer, made a single, and then it was a hit and run uh, play that led to Lewin. Yeah, Craig situation. told me to play small ball today, so I played small ball. Lewin <laughs> got him in. Showing that aggressiveness. Yeah, it was really just Craig. I was thinking about Craig when I came in. <laughs>
0: hey, Donnie, with Sandy, it's so often this year when you talk about quick innings, getting stronger late in the games, it doesn't seem like a coincidence, is it? What is it about him that allows him? So many times he's been at 60, 70 pitches through four, all of a sudden he's through eight with a tick over 100. Is it his ability in a catch or two to sequence? But what allows him to get stronger and get those quick innings the more times he goes through the order?
2: Well, he's, he's got pitches for the, the multiple times through the order because of the change up and, and different variety of pitches. He can go up, he can two seam. But it seems like when he has those quick innings, he's just pounding in the strike zone. So it's like here it is, hit it. If not, you're behind in the count. And, and when he does that, then it forces him to swing the bat, and that's when he's getting those quick innings. And, and the innings that get longer, really, They're the ones that they foul off, they foul off, they battle, and that's what good teams do. And But when he catches that little groove, it, it's, it forces you to swing the bat.
1: You, well, I wanted to ask you about Stallings. He, he had three for three for day, today, and he's just been on, on a tear since the All-Star break. Have, he, have you noticed anything about him? Maybe he'd adjusted something. Um, now, after the All
2: Star break, like I, I haven't noticed anything major difference. I know the hitting guys; they've deal- they continue to work with all our guys, right? And they, you know, even you know, we get a lot of talk about what we haven't done offensively, but that doesn't mean our guys aren't in there working every day to get better, uh, trying to help these guys. And I think Jake's a good example. I think at one point I see this year he's like one eighty or something; it creeped down there. And, and to see him just keep going and keep battling and stay with it and our guys stay with him and not allow, you know, not panic on him and knowing that he's a, you know, that, that you know we're not looking at him to drive in 100 and hit 30 or anything like that, but we know he's, he's a good, he can be a good offensive player and do, do do things. And I think that's where you appreciate your hitting guys, uh, hanging with him, keep battling, and then Jake not getting outside of himself and you know, you look at guys that are just good teammates, um, you know, even when he's not going good, he was a guy that when Nick's, you know, getting a hit or two and, you know, you get people starting to claim oh, he should be playing more or whatever, he's still the guy on the top step cheering for him. And, that, and that's that's the kind of player you want on your club. Um, so Jacob epitomizes a good teammate and a guy that you'd like seeing have success. And I guarantee you our players – Love seeing him as, have success because they see how he is when he's going bad and how he is.
0: Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 3 nothing win last night. Before we wrap things up, let's hear from Sandy Alcantara. He was phenomenal, and he uh, picked up his 11th win of the season in Game 1 of this series last night. After the
3: Phillies team was kind of how that 8-0 played off. You looked at some video. You know, how extra motivated were you to, to get back out there on the mound tonight and, and face a, a tough Padres lineup?
4: Um, first of all, I want to say thank you God for keeping me healthy during the game. Um, yeah, I said it before, you know, I mean, the Philly, they they got my pitches, you know, but after that, I got time to to working on it, you know, I got time to, to working on my bullpen, and you yeah, guys can see today, I went outside and did a pretty good job.
3: You had some some really quick innings in, in that fifth, sixth and seventh, just, again, do you feel like this was a game where you really settled into a groove late, got stronger as the game went on? Well, you
4: know, we, we, we've we been through a lot of things, you know, we've been like losing a lot of games, you know, I just want to be outside, you know, and try to, to break that, you know, just give my 100% for my team, you know, and and give it a chance to win the game, you know, we did it tonight, let's see if we can do it tomorrow, you know, and let's see what happens. Sandy,
3: the last time I guess you played San Diego was your short start for the season, is that something you remember and you take it into this, like, hey, I want to get back at them?
4: Oh yeah, you know, I mean, they 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 are really good, you know. I mean, they got Soto, they got Machado, they got Bell right now. You know, I think um, their mentality was today for me, you know, be aggressive, you know, and I just thinking about it, you know, try to to get in like their mentality, you know, try to change their mentality a little bit, you know, and went outside and compete with my best stuff.
3: They were fighting off a lot of pitches, I think, in that fourth inning in particular. You know, as a pitcher, is that frustrating for you? Or is it almost like fun in a way to try and, to really try and battle the hitter? How do you kind of view it when you're facing a team that's fighting off a lot of pitches?
4: It's always frustrating. You know, you want to get out of the inning with seven or ten pitches. You know what I mean? But when, I, you know, when you got a guy like they take like 12 pitches against you, you know what I mean? You got to do something. You know what I mean? They've they, they been aggressive to me tonight, you know, and I was competing outside, throwing my best off, you know, they, they fall off, fall off, you know, and just try to to get out of the quick, you know what I mean? And what, that's what I did tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. Sandy, you mentioned uh, recently that the All-Star break kind of threw off your groove, only throwing one inning, kind of threw up, threw off your rhythm, do you, after tonight's start, do you feel like you're back into that rhythm that you were in the first half of the season? Oh yeah, for sure.
4: You know, <laughs> mean, You I can see in the first inning two strikeouts. You know, I mean, I say, oh, I got this tonight. You know, <laughs> and I got six. You know, and I gotta wait till the seventh to get my seven. <laughs> but I mean, I w- we fighting tonight. You know, I mean, everybody put out a little, um, really good job tonight. You know, tried to put the ball in play. You know, and everybody do great tonight. You know, and we gotta go outside tomorrow and, and win the game.
3: How about the defense behind you
4: tonight? I think Miggy had that barehanded grab. Luke Williams, I think, made the the great play on the the hard hit ball by Soto. Just, what did you think of the the defense behind you tonight? Always oh, good, always oh, good. Like I said it before, you know, Miggy, Miguel is a, a gold glove. You know, what I mean, I think Miggy been there for me a lot. You know, what I mean, like I said, I just can throw one pitch and just take a seat, you know, because I know my defense can can make the play.
0: Sandy Alcantara, after the Marlins' three nothing win over the Padres last night. Game two of this series comes your way this evening at 640 when Edward Cabrera goes opposite of the left-hander Sean Manaya. We'll hit the air at 610 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.